Good morning, happy holidays, and thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Alley, Brandon Douglas, with you. Here's we're talking fantasy sports for the next, oh, I don't know, 55 minutes, give or take. It will be the best of the lowdown with Flow Tide. Kind of just the best of the uh, Sports 1440 first four months on air. We'll continue that this entire afternoon, but we wanted to drop in for some live sports talk right in between here. I'm Connor Halley. That's Brandon Douglas. We've got Brad Slater running the board here today as well. He'll be uh, getting the things going tomorrow and Friday on the Lowdown with Low Tide with guest host Marty Stevens. Uh, I'll be hosting the Gregor Show. I'll have Brandon Douglas alongside with me. Moving pieces everywhere, but we're going to keep this thing going. The show today brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall, WilhockBeefJerky.com. I hope you took my advice and grabbed some Wilhock Beef Jerky gift cards for the family over the holidays. Brandon, good morning. It is still morning here. How you doing? I'm very well, Connor. Uh, happy holidays. Best of the season to you. Uh, I hope you had a very Merry Christmas with the family and the uh, the nieces and nephew. Or nieces and nephews. Oh, plural of plural. Both. So uh, I hope you had a great time with them. I uh, hope they had a great Christmas and uh, happy to be back. Very happy to be back. Well, I, I hope the same to you and all our listeners and Brad as well. Brad, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I actually had some Wilhawk beef jerky yesterday. And uh, I don't think there's a better beef jerky on the market that I've tried in my life. I just, it's spectacular. Yeah, it is. It is. Now, I will say I got a, I got a bag from the competitor. Well, one of the, there's so many beef jerky companies out there in, uh, over the holidays. And I, I took it as an insult. I almost had to throw it in their face and say, no, I only want the best. Do you think because I got a dehydrator for Christmas that maybe if I sent Trent a nice text message, he'd give me some, you know, not tips and secrets, but, you know, the ins and outs of, you know, possibly making my own jerky? There might be some advice. All right. I think that's right. what it'd be, advice. Right. He can't give away all the secrets, but He's some advice. He's a good advice. man, so I'll yeah, try. I'll try. For sure, for sure. one 401 is the text line if you want to get in on the conversation. Of course, uh, for those people out there, that are getting into uh, their playoffs or their, their league final. We'll, we'll try to help you with that one. Uh, we got a text in here from Spinner of Edmonton North. CH, I dressed Trevor Lawrence over your choice, Minshew. Neither made a difference as I'm now playing for bronze. <laughs> I lost in five of six playoffs from Spinner. Well, you know, we, we weren't exactly thrilled on the options there, were we, Brandon? <laughs> No, I mean, hey, Spinner, I can relate. I uh, did not take the advice of a actual expert in the business, uh, Alan Soslowski, one of our favorite guests in the program. We had him on at the end of last week, and he told me to not play Sam Howell. I did anyway. <laughs> Thankfully, who was uh, your alternative? Taylor Heineke, okay. who had a pretty decent. It was about a sixteen-point swing between the two, with Howell ending up with a negative points on the day before getting benched for the second straight week and uh, likely for the remainder of the season. Uh, Heineke, you know, had a so-so day, put up, I think, about 17 points in our league. Thankfully, Amari Cooper's, uh, you know, 250-yard day with a couple tutties uh, combined with a couple other contributions from the likes of Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb and company still buoyed me to a win. I'm through the finals in both my leagues, Connor. It's It sounds like a brag, and that's because it is. I might be uh, coming all the way. I might be all the way back. Brad making this a little more epic with some NFL films. <laughs> you threw Brandon off there. He's like, I, I was very shocked. It's it's very it's a new um, not sensation, but a different uh, feel to the show with me being on this side of the board and not uh, not working. I always get Brad uh, on the ones and twos back there. <laughs> and one thing I do like is there is a lot of foot traffic at the mall today. A lot of people taking looks in here. Uh, we got a text in from Lance and not Lance. Happy holidays. Hope you guys had a great. Uh, 
I, I saw your pictures on social media. It looked like an awesome time. But Raiders playoff scenarios. <laughs> Two, be the division leader. Okay, there's a lot of different things here. They need, they need some things to happen. They need the Chiefs to lose to the Bengals and Chargers. Won't happen. They also have something about here with... Man, a lot of things have to go right. Four of the seven. So the, the Jags have to lose to the Titans. They can beat the Panthers. Uh, the Bills must lose to the Patriots and Dolphins. They're not going to lose to the Patriots. The Colts must lose one game to the Texans or the Raiders. Well, you need the Raiders to win out. So the Texans. And then there's also like, yeah, the Texans, the Steelers, the <laughs> the Bengals. There's a, there's a way for the Raiders to get into the playoffs, and I'm all for it. I... I was rooting on the Raiders to beat the Chiefs because, one, I like to see the Chiefs lose. I like to see, you know, Taylor Swift upset. I like to see their fan base just get so frustrated. Sorry to the Chiefs fans out there. Chiefs we, kingdom. We like to see the mighty fall. Like, it, it is just yeah. a fact. It, as soon as we, we talked about it last week, how teams kind of work on this bell curve of being, you know, plucky and fun to root for and the Chiefs kind of coming out of the uh, Alex Smith era into the Patrick Mahomes. This was a guy like with talent we'd never seen before rooting for him to have success. Uh, Andy Reid chasing down his first Super Bowl. Now fast forward uh, however many years later and they've got a a couple Super Bowls, a couple MVPs in the bag for Patty Mahomes and uh, now they're kind of the villains of the league to be honest between people not liking Mahomes, you know, getting all the um, favorable calls from officials, roughing the passer, like whatever the case and now the fact that they don't have a receiver that can catch a ball, it's kind of like we can laugh at them because they're still going to make the playoffs. They're still a pretty good team but uh, I don't know if I would even put them in the kind of top tier of uh, Super Bowl contenders at this point of the season. Losing the Raiders, man. Shout out to, shout out Lance. Good for him uh, and the Raiders faithful getting a big win on uh, the weekend or Monday, I guess, a Christmas morning. What a what a treat under the tree for uh, all of Raiders Nation. It is the arc, right? You go from the team that's upstart, people like you, and then you win football games and people start to hate you, and then you win championships and a lot of people start to hate you. And that's just the way it goes. As you accumulate the bandwagon fans who are very mouthy, you get their reputation. And I was going to say on the flip side, the Raiders, there's a couple generational talents at quarterback this year. Keep winning, boys. Get out of the top 10. Make the playoffs. Lose in the first round. Sure. Draft 15th overall. Maybe one of them will drop to you. Maybe. Maybe you'll have to trade back in. But Raiders, just keep on winning. Tigress says at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Hello guys, I have to ask it all before it was chubby Russ. Now it's let's ride Russ. I'm just wondering, did Denver have a successful season with Sean Payton just starting to mold things, or was it a huge fail? Oh, the Denver Broncos. There you go. Well, I mean, they had a bad rep for a long time before Elway took them. Uh, to the to the promised land, and then they they strove for a while, and then Peyton Manning got them there. I I think you could say big picture. I think the season was successful. There were some good things, you know. They they saw improvements from, from certain players. The defense after the seventy point game looked okay, but you know, sports fans and don't always live in the big picture. They live in the moment. So the way they lost over the weekend, you know, now looking like they're going to bench Russell Wilson because they don't want to get have him get injured. Yeah, right now I think you'd probably say it's a failure because you had a chance to go and make the playoffs and go on a bit of a run, and, and you, you didn't. You lost a winnable game, and now Russell Wilson might not start. It could be Jared Stidham wrapping up the season for the Broncos. So, Brandon, I would say, yeah, right now, Broncos fans are probably looking at it as a failure, but I think Sean Payton going from where we saw this team last year to the first couple weeks of this season – 
big picture, it looks like they're going in the right direction. It, it is it is steps in the right direction. And even if they are, you know, kind of small ones because they had a very good stretch in the middle of the season. They won five games in a row. Their defense looked a lot more like the version of what we saw last season, Sands Bradley Chubb, uh, who is now, of course, down in South Florida. I think they're heading in the right direction. Like, is Russ Wilson the long-term answer for them? Well, I, I don't think how you could ever justify that. Maybe they try and draft somebody and give them a chance to develop behind uh, Russ for another uh, year or two because, I mean, hey, the money talks and, and he's owed it. So if I were a Broncos fan, would I be dis- disappointed? Sure. But um, after the first probably week or two of the season, uh, I think you were probably already had images in your head of just a repeat of last year. So that little streak in the middle of the year probably left a little bit of a better taste in your mouth and the end of the season's kind of like, meh, whatever. I know Bronco Brad, a common texter of the program, he'd been pumping their tires saying they were going to the playoffs. Not really the case anymore. So uh, keep uh, keep Russ out of injury trouble the last couple of weeks. Unfortunately, might impact the uh, status of a couple other players on the roster in terms of uh, the finals for most people's fantasy leagues coming up this weekend. Cortland Sutton uh, no longer an option after. Uh, did he get hurt? I, I I like up hand right hand up. I did not watch any of the the Sunday nighter uh, as it was Christmas Eve. I chose to step away from the sporting world for for at least a couple hours and enjoy some time with friends and family. So uh, I have to assume Cortland Sutton left the game with an injury or something because he put up a goose egg on the weekend. Concussion protocol. Yeah, there, that'll do it. That'll, on that note, I just got the notification. C.J. Stroud expected, expected to rejoin practice with the Texans this week. So uh, that's good news for a lot of people, myself included, as both a fantasy owner and a Texans fan. But digressing back, Broncos fans, take it for what it is. It was an improvement, but you still got a decent ways to go, I think, before getting back to, a, you know, contender status. A playoff team, I think that's easily within grasp next season. Lance says, don't be jealous because the Chargers don't have a chance. I am not jealous, Lance. But when my teams aren't good, I want them to be as bad as possible. I want them. I want Maserati Marv in the Chargers Powder Blues next year. I want uh, not Gabe Neighbors. I believe they're related, though. Neighbors out of LSU, the receiver. We'll get his name. Jake Neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Perhaps for a relation, different spelling. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, I, I I totally understand. If you got a shot at the playoffs, you want to win out, you want to make it happen, and playoff football is amazing. But uh, I'm I'm very content. I watch the Chargers relaxed. I just enjoy and hope that Quinton Johnston doesn't do nothing. And uh, I'm enjoying football again. It's kind of nice. Uh, a couple of quick texts here. Patty from the Brew House texts in. So someone in his league lost due to a stat correction. They had a point deducted because of a sack. That's that's the downside of fantasy football. And then Moonwatcher on the flip side says, I got a crazy fantasy story. I was down one and a half points going into the San Fran game with only Purdy to play on my team. I was stressing after he threw four picks. He ended up winning by 0.5 points. <laughs> Man. Uh, What is going on? On the note of Brock Purdy, I uh, notice we aren't hearing from uh, Montana to Rice this morning, and maybe he's also taking a step back and uh, not uh, partaking in sports talk radio this week over the holiday season, but uh, I think Brock Purdy's MVP case is probably over now. And if not only did he play poorly, but Sam Darnold comes in with the rest of the same team around it, no Trent Williams, and actually leads a scoring drive. So... uh, 
Is Brock Purdy just a game manager? Well, I think we already knew that. Is he a good one? And is that an insult? Yes and no in that order. Uh, but I think it only strengthened CMC's case. And uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson, pretty uh, both according to the books and I think anybody with a brain, the the pretty heavy favorite now to win MVP. You know, but if you wanted to hypothetically go down the the statistic route, go compare Dak to Lamar. <laughs> Dak was sort of back. We, we both predicted a Cowboys win. That was a good game. I mean, it, there was a lot of uh, talk around that Miami-Dallas game because of the fact Cowboys cannot win on the road or really beat anybody with a good record. Dolphins cannot beat anybody with a good record. I think that just proved that actually both those teams are pretty good. And uh, yes, it's a disappointing loss for the Cowboys. Pretty, all but uh, eliminates their chance at the division um, and therefore the one seed, uh, especially disappointing after the Niners lose. But uh I, I still consider the Cowboys a top-tier uh, team in the NFC, especially with the Niners looking human against the Ravens. It's now kind of into – they're in that, that same category, I think, now with the – it's crazy to say, but I think the Ravens are kind of a, across the table, the the only team standing alone, um, and the record shows it, obviously. More passing yards, 40 a game, Dak, 30 touchdowns to 19. They both have the same amount of interceptions. Dak's QB rating is eight points higher. His QBR is eight points higher. Completion percentage is higher, but Lamar has him in rushing yards. Obviously. We, we, we encapsulate this on this show. Like, we live week to week. We were Dak. They were like, okay. So do MVP voters, man. Maybe it's Purdy. Oh, yeah. Well, you have to be. You can't just have the same opinion throughout the entirety of the season. Like, things change. But uh, what I'm saying is, let, let's see how it plays out. Because we've kind of been a jinx on this program. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> we, very... we were pounding the drum for Dak. Bad game. We were like, okay, maybe it's a niner. Bad game. Now if we start saying it's Lamar, bad game. Do we just throw it out? I don't know. Here's a question, and it uh, loops back to what I mentioned during our Broncos talk as some uh, semi-breaking news, but also selfishly as a Texans fan. With the way the Houston offense has looked the last two weeks without C.J. Stroud, if he comes back plays like he did uh, during the peak of his season here uh, a number of weeks ago, gets the Texans a couple wins and sneaks them into a playoff spot. Is C.J. Stroud uh, at the top of the table for MVP? Because they've looked terrible without him, and uh, and they're still you know in the mix. They got one win with Case Keenum, couldn't get a second. Uh, Davis Mills came in in relief. But if C.J. Stroud comes back in and lights the world on fire like uh, we know he's capable of, I, I think his case is very strong. Just quick shout out to Montana to Rice. <laughs> Chill out with the Darnold talk. He was okay at best in garbage time. And yes, the Ravens and Purdy's play ruined my Christmas. Niners will win the next two and get the one seed. It's fine. He did throw away the MVP though. Say, so, hey, hey, let's not throw it away. He could he could finish out the season with like eight touchdown passes and be right back in there. I do agree that the, the Niners will still have the one seed, um, even with the Eagles having a couple of easy games here. Niners obviously with a tiebreaker over them, if I'm not mistaken. So it's uh, I, I like the Niners' chances, but yeah, Purdy's MVP case out the window. CMC's still intact. I think he's second in the, in the betting odds right now behind Lamar. But I think Lamar is like minus two hundred. So uh, not exactly a value type play at this hey, point in time. It just takes one bad game. Very. That, that's <laughs> that's what we have learned here in the past what three weeks is like you said we've pretty well jinxed every single player that has risen to the top of the MVP. Uh, betting odds i don't want to do that to lamar smitty the welder says game manager give me a break he had a bad game now he's a game manager brutal take well i mean assuming that's on purdy he's had that game manager that's been the talk on him 
all and we gave him props. We've he, he's been great. He has a great team around him too. He had a bad game. Now he won't almost certainly will not win an individual award. That's I, I he's not a bad player. I he's a great player. Last overall pick in the draft. Probably should have went to the Super Bowl last year if uh, not for the injury. Yep. The Niners should have signed Rivers. So true. <laughs> okay, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get back in the inbox. Uh, we got a hockey text here from Earlobe. Uh, get those texts in. one 401 It is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Hallie and Douglas brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. 1126, welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, or right here in West Edmonton Mall. WillockBeefJerky.com. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, Brad Slater with you here on this fine Wednesday morning in the city. Mall traffic increasing. Uh, Brandon, did you do any Boxing Day shopping? No, I came back to the city yesterday, but unfortunately my entire afternoon was consumed by uh, preparing the interviews for this morning's Kevin Carey show as uh, I, unlike you, do not to individually record each uh, each interview that comes across our airwaves. I had to go pull them all from our uh, files yeah. deep in the, the web <clears throat> and uh, then, you know, edit a lot of them for the sake of time and um, timeliness as, uh, you know, keeping things as topical as possible. So that was my day. I mean, Boxing Day, like, these days, it's Boxing Week. Yeah. So I can venture out there today. I, I need to get myself a vacuum. I think I might go and grab a like a top drawer kind of Dyson one that can come Ooh. apart and then be a handheld one yeah. to use in the truck and uh, on the couches and stuff. So I got a few things on my list that I need to get, but I'm not necessarily in a rush to get them, I guess, because uh, I'll probably have the next... Co- oh, I guess I don't really have much time over the next few days because I'll be here until 6 o'clock at night. One thing I will tell you in the biz, you got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready, you know? Right. So you get those interviews handy. My my biggest problem, like we've had those Who Is It Wednesday segments the mm. last four months, Craig Simpson, Jeff Jackson, Dave Nedowin, Kelly Bookberger, Mike Stelter, Aaron Grimes, like tough guests, and then Randy Gregg, we got to get in there. And then Brad has also been nailing it when it comes to booking big name guests. We've got Larry Zonka. I got to get Larry Zonka in there, don't I? Bret Hart, Pat LaFontaine, like there, there's too much. It's overflowing. Maybe we'll have to draw some of that into hour two of the lowdown with low tide best of mm. because, you know, Declan didn't stay ready and we don't want to get ready. So classic. I don't want to scroll through his entire show and cut up all that stuff. But we got, we got lots of great content coming your way. Who knows? Maybe we'll even go long on fantasy frenzy because I, I think the morning show went a little long into our show. So maybe we'll keep the trend going and go long into the lowdown. Alan's not here to yell at us. No, like he normally is when we go long. So nobody is. <laughs> nobody is. Just the two or uh, three of us, I guess with Brad in the, in the house. Yeah. we got Brad. Brad, did you do shopping on boxing day? No, I just went to the card shop, picked up some sports cards. You got a Dylan Holloway? Yeah, Dylan Holloway. I a text message and a Brad Marchant uh, statured auto out of 35. So I was pretty happy with that. But uh, I don't know. Anything you can get Boxing Day, you can kind of get online, right? And you don't have to leave the comfort of your home. And I just I saw some of the videos yesterday out and about in the city. And I just, you know, back in the day, I'd get my Austin Powers Gold Member DVD for five yep. bucks, you know, <laughs> at the Zellers or Walmart, you know, that. That was it, you know. I got a DVD player like 12 years ago. I think like they were on their way out. I went and picked one up for $20. It was good. The best. Uh, this year, like you, used Amazon. I got a wireless mouse. 
because I've needed one for a long time and didn't ask for one for Christmas. Did you guys get anything good for Christmas? That's not the spirit of the season, but any good gifts, Brad? Simpsons arcade machine. Oh, so yeah. I have a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, arcade machine, those uh, one-up arcade machines. So I got the Simpsons and old Londonderry Mall days. There used to be a arcade in the lower level by the escalator. I want to say I spent like 15 bucks one day all in quarters when my uh, mom was shopping in the <laughs> late 90s. And I beat that game in Londonderry Mall in that arcade. So now I own it and uh, nostalgic. That's nice. That's from the wife? Yes. Spoiled yeah. you. How about yeah. you, Brandon? Anything uh, Anything good? Uh, Christmas was a little different at our house this year with my uh, my sister and her boyfriend both working in um, as first responders. They uh, Their work schedule didn't allow them to be down on Christmas Day. And then my other sister's boyfriend, he uh, works in the oil field, so he was on site on Christmas Day. So we're kind of saving most of the gift giving for uh, this coming weekend, uh, heading back for a second rendition of Christmas dinner. We did have turkey on Monday, we're going to have some ham and whatnot on Saturday and get into kind of the uh, the gifts a little bit more. Mostly Christmas morning was just watching my niece and nephew rip open their presents, which was uh, which was great. But I did, uh, from my aunt, get a ticket um, to a, a comedy show that's going to be taking place in Delbert next summer as a fundraiser. So that's pretty great. And, and then your usual uh, usual stuff, some some gift cards, uh, socks, which I'm always a big fan of uh, at Christmas time. So um, nothing too crazy, but uh, it's kind of changed uh, around the Douglas household. It's it's more about the the youngins now, and the rest of us just sit there and watch. Do you guys have a present uh, from back in the day that kind of stands out? A Christmas present, uh, you know, the one year like Earthworm Jim for me always stands out for my Sega Genesis. Uh, NHL All Star '95 was also a classic. I didn't get NHL '95. I had to get All Star, which wasn't as good. But is there a gift out there that that comes to mind from either of you back in the day or a present that uh, stands out? Ooh, I believe. My mom had very like good timing with like the the new gaming system. So I got a PS. It was a PS2 or a PS3 that was really tough to come by. She said she went. I remember this story. She said she went to like the front desk and said, I "Just if any come in, can I leave a number?" And as she did, someone returned it. So she's like, awesome. "Let's go." So I got one of those that really stood out. And then uh, like table hockey with yep. uh, the LA Kings and the Montreal Canadiens. The, 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 the air or the turn? The, the turn. turn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Turn. And we had yeah, like bubble hockey, but yeah. no bubble. And it had the, like the, I can't, we're not on YouTube or anything, but you would like squeeze the tip and it would like do like a wrist shot. Do you oh, remember that one? No, you yeah. had the one that was, had the, you know, able to lift the puck. Yeah, you could, you could go bar down that one. So that one stood out. That's cool. Brandon? I always loved getting like a new hockey stick, which was great. Um, See, couple, a couple times some jerseys and act by like my all time favorite when I was uh, a little bit younger. Like I love playing, uh, it wasn't technically road hockey or street hockey because it was in the yard of my uh, of the house, so it was on grass. But uh, getting like some some road hockey goalie equipment, I always wanted to be a goalie, uh, and eventually did briefly become one. But uh, yeah, I just loved uh, road hockey uh, goalie equipment. I got a full set when I was I think like twelve or something. It was exactly the ones I wanted. It was sweet. Were did they you? road warriors? No, it was. Um, you know what? I can't remember the brand. Like the ones were like TPS. They were so. Oh jeez. I got the Patrick Wall replica mask, like the one that was just Road Warrior sold a Canadian Tire. But yeah, I got those ones too. <laughs> Who did you say you were, Brandon? I was always Mike Richter. Uh, I, I, the guy that made me fall in love with hockey was J.S. Shiger uh, oh. during the 03 Cup yep. run. So that was who I, uh, when I was playing street hockey, always wanted to be. Remember how Ryan Smith used to always just make him lose his mind in front of the net? He'd stand right in front of J.S. Shiger, and by the third period, J.S. Shiger would have a two-minute penalty for roughing. And just be knocking Ryan down like every time he went to the front of the net. Those guys had some classic, classic battles. 
It's good to see. Let's go to the inbox right now for the Canadian Bureaus. You can watch Monday, Thursday, Sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a chance to win a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. On Monday night, you can also win a nice little barbecue package which you can still use, which is absolutely wild. Also on Thursday nights, a chance to go to the home opener of your choice next season. So make sure you head down to the Canadian Brew House. Of course, you can watch uh, hockey there as well. Uh, we got a text coming in here from Earlobe. Boys. Which side wins in this Dynasty Fantasy Cap League? Jared McCann for Daniel Sprong, Dylan Dubé, and it says Jared Tanduri, but it's supposed to be Tenorti, I believe, who has four points with the Blackhawks this season. Brandon, uh, what do you think? Jared McCann, Sprong, Dubé, I'm going to stick with it, Tanduri. Uh, yeah, I didn't even know Jared Tenorti was actually still in the NHL uh, playing some Low-end minutes for the Chicago Blackhawks, which makes sense because they uh, don't exactly have an NHL-caliber roster top to bottom uh, for the most part. But I- I'm a big Jeremy McCann believer. Um, not as having or not having quite as strong of a season thus uh, thus far this year. 21 points through 34 games after almost a point per game place pace and a 40 goal season last year. Daniel Sprong has long been one of the most tantalizing players in hockey. Uh, like he is as pure of a goal scorer as they come. I think he's rounded out his game a little bit more. Uh, he's in Detroit now. He's had stops in Anaheim, Seattle, a uh, good part of their bottom six last season in their playoff run uh, and Washington and Pittsburgh. Prior to that. He's made a lot of stops long term. Like he's just a middle six forward at best. Maybe gets into your, your top six for injuries and stuff like that. But he's an offensive contributor from the bottom. I, I, Whatever side is uh, getting Jared uh, Jared McCann, if you're trading him away, I would suggest not. And if, uh, but if you're on the other end of this and you can acquire him for those other three players, I would say go for it because Dylan Dubé, I like his upside, but um, like Dynasty League, Tenorti's a non-factor. Sprong, not a huge amount of upside, uh, and McCann's not exactly that old, so I, I think McCann's probably the better side of this deal. Uh, Rick and Jasper texting into one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Hey boys. I've been streaming quarterbacks all the way to the final. I had Kyler Murray and Joe Flacco, but managed to get Stroud on waivers. What do I do? Rick and Jasper. So Stroud will play or has been cleared to practice, He's, Brandon? I, the only, I haven't uh, dug into it because we've obviously been on air here, but the headline that came across was uh, likely to rejoin practice is as far as we have so far, which is certainly an encouraging sign uh, after being in protocol for the last two weeks. I would think if he's cleared to rejoin practice, then that would push towards him playing. Uh, you can't, like, a concussion protocol is as dicey as it gets. You can't exactly be out there as a limited participant. You're either in or you're out, right? Um, and if he's out of the protocol, then I would think he's in line to play. As the Texans, hey, they're still fighting for a playoff spot. Hosting Tennessee, so that would be a good matchup. But Kyler Murray's in Philadelphia. Weather could be a concern in the Eagles. Like, come on, they got to get their, their stuff. They looked together. a little. They looked a little better against the Giants, who are I the would Giants. say comp. Like Kyler Murray's better than Terod Taylor or uh, the boy Tommy DeVito. Tommy Cutlets. Like the the Cardinals probably have a better offense overall. Actually, uh, maybe with the exception of Saquon Barkley. So I, I think that's a pretty comparable matchup uh, from what they just saw in terms of talent wise. I think the Eagles' defense continues to try to get right a little bit with uh, Matt Patricia now steering the ship on the defensive side of things. I'm going C.J. Stroud here with Joe Flacco. Flacco has looked tremendous. Um, Amari Cooper and David Njoku, uh, his two favorite targets over the course of his three games, they've been lighting it up. The Browns are rolling. Like I would put actually the Browns ahead of probably everybody but the Ravens in the AFC right now in terms of uh, 
Super Bowl contenders, I guess. I do think the Ravens are in a league of their own on in the uh, AFC, but the Browns are, are probably at the top of the next grouping. So I'd be running Flacco um, and Stroud if you're in a, a super flex, or if it's just one, I'd probably go Flacco. Stroud without Tank Dell down in Houston, uh, that's one less very lethal weapon that he had for most of his uh, very strong rookie campaign. Now, do you know who Flacco's playing, though? Doesn't matter. Joe Flacco is elite. It's the New York Chats. Yep. The GD Jets. What about what about Jacoby Brissett, Brissett uh, coming in for Sam Howell? He's the number one waiver wire pickup quarterback in my my playing pool this San week. Playing San Fran. He's got 17 points projected, but he's playing San Fran. Is no. Jacoby someone you look at because of you know he has guys he can throw to? Not for me. I, I, I mean. would not. I would not be over Nick Mullins. Here's the thing about Joe Flacco. <laughs> he's elite, allegedly, but more, the matchup is concerning. But the Jets' defense main thing is that it's made really good quarterbacks look average. What about just average quarterbacks? How do they look? Below average. I mean, they, they sure did a number on um, the commanders this weekend and, uh, and Sam Howell, much to my dismay, uh, as earlier discussed on the program. But, uh, yeah, you know what? That's a good point. I, wasn't, uh, I was not aware of that matchup. I'm still trying out Flacco revenge game for him. Take take Jared Stidham. He's playing the Chargers, so light him up and <laughs> you'll win your light it up. Or Easton Stick. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, Kyler Murray's probably the first, or no, C.J. Stroud probably the first way I go, and then I think I might go Kyler Murray. If we if we confirm Stroud at full health, then I will give him the nod over Flacco. But uh, if there's anything else outside of the concussion protocol lingering uh, that maybe keeps him from being a full participant all week, the Titans are an enticing and no pun intended, enticing matchup in Tennessee. But, uh, yeah, I coin flip. Flacco or C.J. Stroud, two, uh, two generations. Check the weather. There you go. Check the weather where they're playing and go from there. If it's rainy, maybe you stay away. If it's snowy, stay away. Uh, spinner from North... Oh, one day I'm going to get it. Spinner from Edmonton North. I feel the Chiefs run at the top is done. Reed will be replaced as head coach next year. Kelsey will retire to be with Taylor Swift, who breaks up with him to date Tyree Kill and releases a new hit song about football. I would be, I would be smiling. I'd be enjoying it. I would probably download that song if it happens. Uh, we got the juice saying, don't be a silly goose and get a shark vacuum. I hardly know anyone with a Dyson who would buy another one unless they have money to burn and care about looking cool. The juice. Well, that's that whole dual income, no kids lifestyle, baby. <laughs> I, got, I mean, Ashley and I've got some Dyson. I got a Dyson. <laughs> hey, there you go. You got a, they, do oh, you I, like them? It's a vacuum. Yeah, it works. Easy to what, clean. Easy what, to what, clean. What are you saying, Connor? You don't know how it works because you've never used it? I it, use it, it all. It doesn't I, suck. We'll put it that way. I was going to say, it does suck. And that's the purpose of a vacuum, right? I used it yesterday, actually. Brandon. Way to defy gender stereotypes. <laughs> a boy. Yeah. Well, Ashley's sick, so I'm like, oh, I'll clean up around the house a little bit. Try to. I didn't tell her, though. She hasn't noticed, so I'm just going to just start to drop hints like, hey, carpet's looking pretty good. And uh, we've had Shady Bob talking about best gifts. Sacks, boys. I turned 34, told the wife I only wanted sacks. Here I am, 41, and I have 14 pairs of sacks. I've made it. Merry Christmas, Shady Bob. I will say, uh, I will say, good product. Mm-hmm. But Haynes has a, uh, a a product just as good as Saks, and I'm comfortably wearing them right now. And I will say, uh, uh, cheap. I'm cheap, and they're great. So, but you do have a Dyson. 
I do have a Dyson. So. I do have a Dyson. Haynes, no sacks, but uh, the Dyson. And I just looked up. Like, I'm looking at a Shark Lift Away, and it's $500, so it's... I ain't spending that much money, my guy. There's another one for like two forty, two sixty nine. I'm willing to spend a couple hundred bucks. Just get a cat to man. get what? Like, uh, just get a, a Roomba, a literal cat. <laughs> yeah, it cleans up everything. That is wrong. They make a mess. No, they, leave they hair don't. everywhere. No, they don't. <laughs> I, I am thinking about getting a cat. I was uh, scouting the talent currently at the farm in the barn. A couple nice kittens, but the problem is they're a little on the wild side. So I, and if I'm I'm not there all the time to try and get them tamed up, the likelihood of that happening is lower. So I'll have to uh, make a, a note to my dad to to make a more concerted effort to tame them. So when I go home next, I can scoop one up. But uh, I did look into the Roomba route too. The problem is like my place is so small; it's it, gets, it serves no purpose. Only half of its carpet, the the kitchen is is tile. So like I like I said, and a, a Roomba I can't use to vacuum out the seats in my truck or the floorboards or anything. So I I would like one that like I said I can kind of. He's gonna get a shop vac. A t- <laughs> just just a shop vac. rolling that around the yeah. carpet. Hey, very practical. Shop vacs are great. They're Makes great. sense. Liquid, everything. Yeah, good to go. <laughs> Functionality. That's what we look for. We'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll maybe look at the night in the NHL. Of course, the Oilers are off. They will get back into action tomorrow as we'll resume with live coverage here on Sports 1440. Oilers, Sharks tomorrow night at 830. Love those 830 starts. But tonight, there are a whole lot of games. 14, I believe, to be exact. So we'll talk a little bit about that or whatever else you want to talk about. 1-833-401-1440. That is the text line. Get those texts coming in as uh, we are live here on Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. I went to a Jays game last year, and this is his song to come out to. And it was like I was at WWE. It was amazing. They really put some effort into those walkouts. Back when Jordan Romano was good. Yeah. I was like, we got this. Don't even need to watch it. We still stayed and watched it. But, yeah, that was a fun time. Beat the traffic out of the stadium. (laughs) It's a win. We uh, walked over to Wahlburgers after the game. Anyone who goes there gets like 10% off if you're wearing Jays gear. Really? After games, yeah. I had it. I had Wahlburgers in Vegas. I was uh, pretty underwhelmed. Nothing special about it. You're more of a White Castle guy. I'm, no. With, uh, what did you say, 10% off? I think so. With that, I could I could go back. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a cheap burger place. No, it was, it was good. Yeah. I didn't see Mark or <laughs> Damien or whoever. The yeah, other ones. Danny? Danny? Donnie. 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 Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg. Talented. Great in um, very dangerous people. I'll take your word for it. I highly recommend <laughs> it. Uh, text came in. Uh, I was going to say no free advertising, but we just like talked about all these other companies. Uh, but the Juice sent you the Shark Navigator lift away vacuum for only $250, 25% off right now. So you do have some options there, Brandon, if you do want to go grab that. Greg says, what intro song was that? Tsunami. Yeah, Tsunami by DVBBS. You can look it up just on, on YouTube. You'll find it. Yeah. yeah, Tsunami. It is available on Apple Music. Yep. So you Spotify, can all those. And I believe this is always a third period song, usually with about five minutes, 30 seconds left. Oilers are usually down by a goal. They usually fire this one. Probably up. like most rinks have it in the repertoire. Uh, ready to Raise go. a little hell is probably the <laughs> longest running classic Oilers song I think in this city. It's been going I think in the third period. I want to say since like 1993, 94, 95. They were blasting that one out, and then they just scored one night and tied the game up. And then they just keep pulling that one out, and it's had some great moments. I always like uh, CeeLo 
forget you. Obviously, I'm censoring it. After the other team scores, yeah, because it was always <laughs> like, that one back down or whatever that song yeah, is, right? That's Tom what Petty. they always, they always. That was the go-to, right? Yeah, uh, you know, hey, I like the the as, as someone who plays music and tries to like get it, you know, timed well for the guests and stuff. I do like when they find that song and uh, pair it up there. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty is the text line if you want to get a couple questions in before we wrap things up and go back to the best of the lowdown with Low Tide, Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, Brad Slater with you here talking all things fantasy sports uh, tonight. We touched on it a little bit. Uh, the NHL comes back after their little Christmas break. The Oilers play tomorrow in San Jose. That's not bad. That's not too shabby. If you can uh, fly out to the uh, coast before the things get going, enjoy the weather for a couple days. Be good for the Oilers. Uh, a couple games that you might want to... Uh, if you know, if you're into the daily fantasy, I think Panthers Lightning could have some offensive upside in that one. Uh, you've also got the Capitals, Rangers, Bruins, Sabers. The Penguins head to New York to battle the Islanders. Blues up against the Stars, Hurricanes in Nashville, Red Wings Wild, Blackhawks hosting the Winnipeg Jets. Connor Bedard, 30 points on the season so far. The Avalanche in the desert taking on the Coyotes. Kraken will travel to Calgary. Ducks host the Golden Knights. Could be point night for the Vegas Golden Knights. That's just a shot at the Ducks because uh, what's Brandon going to do? Defend his team? No. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing about the Ducks. They're not good. And Vegas is very good. So, um, you know, I I obviously raised my eyebrows at that comment because it was out of pocket, as the kids would say. But uh, you know what? At the same time, warranted and probably true. Catching strays, uh, the Kraken and Flames. That, ugh, ugh. Can they... They can't tie. We don't want a three-point game out of that one. Uh, but, yeah, Golden Knights certainly having a very good start to the season. Look at the season. last game tonight. Oilers luck out again. Yeah, yeah. I, and now I wonder. So the Sharks play in L.A. Yeah. Probably get stomped. Who knows? Crazy things can happen. But you can't fly into San Jose after a certain time. No. So either the Sharks will play that game, get the heck out of L.A. as fast as they can, or what would they do? Land in Oakland and bus over? Like in in past history, I've heard stories of the Oakland story, and I've heard of the one with just no food on the plane. As soon as they get to uh, San Jose tonight, the food will be provided. Like yeah, you know, blank shower shave, get on the bus, and that that'll be the message. I think. What is the airline? T- is it ten thirty? Ten o'clock? I thought it was nine. No, no, jeez. Yeah, why is that the case? I think it just shuts down. What? Yeah. Well, Even Winnipeg's airport stays open, but somehow the San Jose one shuts down. Winnipeg has an airport? Sort of. It's the uh, the bylaw in San Jose. Like, they don't want flights going all night because I think the airport, you'd go right over the city, and the uh, civilians don't like it. So they have a, a time where the airport just shuts down. Yeah, it doesn't take any more flights. Easy solution for that. Take a page out of Edmonton's book and put your uh, airport in a different city. Okay, the curfew for the San Jose airport is between 11.30 p.m. and 6.30 a.m. The noise office begins, it says. The noise the noise office. Yeah, 11.30 p.m. to 6.30 a.m. So, so that the, would be 12.30 our time. Yeah, so the game tonight is a 7 o'clock start in L.A. It'll be done by 9.40-ish. Hopefully there's no overtime. Yeah. 9.30, 9.40. I don't know. I mean, it's a quick flight. And Staples is relatively, well, I don't know the name, the new, the new arena there, the name of it, but crypto. Staples, uh, Crypto is, it's pretty close to the uh, airport too, so it's not far. Crypto.com Arena. I believe is the the name. Yeah, that makes things a little bit handier, I I suppose. That's tough, though. Maybe they'll uh, go to overtime and have to spend the night in Los Angeles or take the bus. 
from LA to San Jose, which is a long drive. Like, I think people think, oh, it's, it's still in one state. California is a long state. It's big. I had a, a buddy who a big sharks fan, and you know, kind of was like, well, we'll we'll, we'll fly into LA and we'll just drive. And they're like, mm. it's like an eight hour drive. Like, I don't know if it actually is that long, but well, I because even distance wise, because like you have to drive the coast coastal highway, right? Which is not. Um it's beautiful. It's very nice scenic wise, but takes longer than say the exact same distance on a traditional highway uh, with, you know, weaving in and off the coast and up and down the rocky shoreline. I don't know. I, I've never been to California. Well, sorry, I've been to LAX, the most remote terminal. It was basically just a sea can out in the middle of the tarmac where I had a, uh, a transfer flight, but. Ta-da. Five hours, 20 minutes is the drive time. That's not a... Like, that's way long. That's like, what, Lethbridge to Edmonton? I've never driven to Lethbridge, the Windy City. It's far. Five hours, yeah. So 520, so about the same. Uh, Rick and Jasper says, one more, fellas. Flex. Calvin Ridley, QB, question mark. Jalen Warren or Gabe Davis? I, that must just be because Trevor Lawrence up in the air. Gabe Davis, he he had a good game. It was against the Chargers. Like, throw that one out. The, Which, yeah. once again, uh, we had this conversation earlier this season. Gabe Davis, after big games, <laughs> statistically shows us that he does not keep that up. It, it has happened, but if you go with, like, the long play, um, he's more likely to have a down game following a big outing than repeat the success. That being said, man, he was he was lights out. He basically won the Bills that game. Yeah. You don't get to go against Michael Davis all the time, you know? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> yeah. So true. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the 57-yarder, that was a big play. What was it, Calvin Ridley, Gabe Davis, or was it a third option? Jalen Warren for the Steelers, mm-hmm. running back. It seems like it's uh, back to Najee time in the Steel City at the running back position. Even if it is C.J. Beathard, like the Jags are, Jags are terrible right now. They they like are all of a sudden in danger of missing the playoffs potentially, uh, and not having Trevor Lawrence will certainly play a factor in that. That picture of him getting hit, it looked his face did not look human. I felt bad for the guy, even though they're a division rival of my Texans. I think I still go Ridley here. Nice move downfield. Davis got it. Davis. Turn this off. Davis takes on the Patriots, so not a great matchup for him. Patriots defense is pretty good. Bill Bill can still scheme up a defense. He sure can. Talent evaluating, maybe not the best. And if we dive really deep into the conspiracy theories that we think maybe Bill Belichick is and uh, most likely to leave the Patriots, maybe he wants to um, win more games to continue to sewer their own their team their the Patriots draft stock. Could you imagine the Bills' playoffs hope get squished by the Patriots in a season like this where the Patriots are one of the worst teams in the NFL? It'd be funny. If, that's kind of been this, that's been this NFL season. There's been tons of stuff like that. Like the Bengals just got ousted by the Steelers, even though we certainly don't think of them in the same uh, quality echelon anymore, even with Jake Browning, who unfortunately, you know, his Cinderella run had its uh, turn to pumpkin pretty quickly on Saturday afternoon. 
it's been a weird NFL season. I'm I, I'm all here for it. I love it because the, these last couple weeks really matter. Like there's a lot up for grabs still. Division titles, uh, final wild card spots, seeding for draft. Like there there is a lot at stake for pretty much every team in some way or another. Uh, Calvin Ridley takes on Carolina. So I like that. Depending on the quarterback matchup, probably that's where you're going to go. And then the Steelers take on the Seahawks in Seattle. Brad, what's the what's that Seahawks defense like against the run? Uh, not very good. I would play uh, both running backs. I know Warren gets some catches in the backfield too, but yep. uh, I say I think Seattle will win the game. But I see it like a 24, 20, 24, 17. Uh, the weather looks like it's going to be pretty gross too, so it will be a run game. The wind's going to be up, so I would I would play both Steelers running backs this weekend. Look at your flex ops, flex options too if you're stuck. Uh, I like both of them against the Seahawks, but do not play Deontay Johnson this week. Uh, I think they're going to put Woolen or uh, Witherspoon or someone up against him. I, I would stay away from him. What a game for George Pickens on Saturday. Yeah, is he back? Don't ask him to block. Ask him to catch the ball. He's a receiver. That's not his a job. Blocker. Yeah, he's, he's not a wide blocker. <laughs> yeah, he's a wide, a wide receiver. receiver. Uh, and a note here from the Edmonton Oil Kings before we wrap up here. They've acquired import forward Andre Tomasek and three draft picks for a moose jaw. So the whole release is the Edmonton Oil Kings have acquired 2006 born import forward Andre Tomasic, a 2025 first round pick conditional 2025 second round pick via Vancouver and a third round pick in 2026 for the Moose Jaw Warriors in exchange for 2004 born forward Rylan Kovacic, 2005 born defenseman Wojtek Port and a 2024 sixth rounder. My goodness, these kids are so young. I was graduating high school in 2005. They're being traded. Uh, so the Edmonton Oil Kings uh, making some moves, acquiring draft picks. That is the cycle of the WHL and uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings making some moves just after Christmas. They're in PA. Has to take on the Cougars tomorrow night, I do PG. believe. PG. Tonight. Prince George. It's tonight? Okay. Yeah. We're already on the 27th, aren't we? It's true. <laughs> it is true. This, the, the days in between Christmas and New Year's are just confusing. In theory, this week doesn't really exist, but uh, we're committed to the grind. We're the opposite of Tyler Uremchuk. <laughs> he avoids, <laughs> although I'm sure uh, Oilers Nation was back with all of their programming today. So no matter what t- Tyler tells you, he does not avoid the grind. Yeah. One of the hardest, he's the hardest working fruit candy out there. If you remember that old uh, <laughs> Hall's Breezers commercial, I think it was Hall's. Anyways, that'll do it for us. Big thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Uh, up next, we've got more of the best of Sports 1440 from 2 till 6 o'clock. Uh, we'll be back with live programming tomorrow throughout the entirety of the day as we get you ready for the Oilers and Sharks. Big thank you to Brandon Douglas, Brad Slater. I'm Connor Halley. We will talk to you guys shortly. Here on the best of, it was a fantasy frenzy brought to you by Will Hawk Beef Jerky. We're also going to get to an update. That's what we got to do. An update brought to you by Will Hawk Beef Jerky. Home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WillHawkBeefJerky.com. Here is Brandon Douglas. This is a sports 1440 update. World Junior Action continuing from Gothenburg, Sweden this morning. Canada currently leading Latvia 2-0 in the first period. Earlier today, Czechia beat Norway 8-1. Finland lost to Germany 4-3, Slovakia blanked Switzerland 3-0 to move to 2-0. NHL action resuming tonight with a huge 14-game slate, including Ottawa playing Toronto, Chicago hosting Winnipeg, and Seattle in Calgary. 
Edmonton Oil Kings, they're back in action following their Christmas break, starting a Western road trip out in Prince George, taking on the Cougars. Six NBA games from the hardwood tonight, including the Toronto Raptors visiting the Wizards in D.C., and four different college football bowl games on today. First one starting just after noon here with VTech taking on Tulane at the Military Bowl. UNC playing West Virginia in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Louisville taking on USC in the Holiday Bowl. And in the nightcap at 7 o'clock, Texas A&M squaring off with OK State in the Texas Bowl. Coming up on Sports 1440 is a special edition of The Lowdown Without Low Tide. I'm Brandon Douglas. That's your Sports 1440 update.